Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to Heal Squad with Maria Menunos. And yes, as you can hear in my voice, it is not Maria Menunos, it's Mr. Maria Menunos here. Sitting in as the back of quarterback on this moon day. And uh, really excited about today's guest who's, who's become a friend, but also someone you may know. He uh, participated on the Big Brother uh, franchise uh, series, but also he's on the challenge. However, one of the main reasons why I wanted him to come in, in addition to all that, was the fact that you know he's been on the spectrum, he's had autism, but he's found ways to uh, to manage it and become very very successful. And I feel where this is um, this is something that many people, individuals, and families are dealing with. I think there's going to be a lot of great takeaway. Also, want to say I am with Roxy Stryer, and many of you from the Heal Squad Better Together Universe know Roxy because Roxy's been with me for how many years now, Roxy? 14. I, I think it's that long. 14 wonderful years. Oh, why do you sound sarcastic? No, no, I'm saying it's, <laughs> it's been wonderful. It's been amazing. It's, it's been amazing. But Roxy, who is over at AfterBuzz TV, happens to be our big brother specialist. So I, I had used to, to cover the challenge, too. And you oh. cover the challenge, too. Yeah. So. Right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> but I'm a huge diehard big brother girl. I used to watch it with my mom, my sister. We were You've watched it that long? Yeah. Yeah. How long has it been on the air, Big Brother? Since 99, I think, or yeah. 2000. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. So Kai, Season 25, how, they just finished. Yeah. How, how, how old are you now, Kai? I'm 32. 32? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So you guys were kids. Like, little kids. Yeah. Well, you. I you didn't, didn't start watch, it back then. Yeah. yeah. You I watched a few seasons before, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I became a fan, like, in t- uh, starting with season 20. So that was probably three years before I got on because I was season 23. But literally my best friend, he tried to get me to watch the show for a solid decade. And I was like, I don't watch reality TV. I'm good. I'd never watched any reality TV. And I just said no for like, yeah, seven, eight years. And then finally I was like, I'll check it out. What day does it come on? He's like, 
three days a week. I was like, three days a week? Like, I can't. It is a big investment. That's a a lot. And so, but the first episode I watched, I was hooked. I was like, oh, wait, this is a game. And immediately just started taking notes, like that week. The very first week I started, I was like, I want to play this. This looks awesome. And then I started applying. And then three years later, I got on. And um, yeah, it was a crazy time. Chad, do you know that he is part of the number one greatest alliance in all of Big Brother history? Like, not, no, no comparison. Really? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, the number one. They're called the cookout. That by far and away, like if you ask any Big Brother fan, that's why are they? Why is the cookout number one? Um, Well, I mean, I could talk about that. I always say the cookout's probably the only thing that I don't really feel humble about because it was. uh, People are always like, "Oh, that was very impressive what you guys did," because we essentially made it all the way to the end of the game fully intact. We started on day one, um, and so there's never been an alliance started on the first day. Uh, of more than two people that made it all the way to the end of the show without losing a single member, and we had six people, and uh, it it was hard, it was challenging, um, but I think the reason we were able to do it is because every alliance in the show is based on uh, based on someone trying to move their individual game forward, and for us, we started the alliance. Um, it was the first time that they had six black people in the house at the same time, and we were like, there had been I think two black players in the 23 22 seasons before us they had two black <laughs> i'm players. sorry to laugh yeah that's like such a joke. no 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 not two players period on they had two season. black players who made it past the halfway point okay the, in the whole, history in the history of the show that had, is still funny yeah it sorry. is no no you, no you had 22 seasons you had two black people make it past the halfway point so we and were like, won. Nobody ever yeah won. no one ever won so i'm yeah well, I'm not even close <laughs> i mean of course not yeah we can't, so have, it was we can't just, have that it, it was just so we were like, all right, you know what? Let's let's work together and uh, not make this about myself. Let's make it about this, all of us together and us working together. So, um, so yeah, so we started working together in secret, and we literally because you know it's very easy to see. It, you'd be able to see this lines very easily. So we never met all six of us for fifty something days. Um, we would only meet like two or three at a time, and we'd you know pass communications that way. And uh, yeah, so we were working together in secret for you know majority of that time, and uh, and we made it all the way to the end. We didn't lose a single member. I and, can't. Yeah. I, I'm. I have the chills. It was unbelievable. Because Brock's been saying for years, you have to watch. You have to watch. You yeah. have to watch. But that's incredible. And what I love, what's it's so not of today or any day. <laughs> no, is the fact that you fought for something greater i think there's many people today who purport that they're doing things for a greater good but it's just for likes yeah which likes are amazing but the fact that you all really were it seems came together to say it's it's not about any one of us winning it's really about let's 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 be a team and get past this halfway mark and let's disrupt this system and make history in a tangible way like because it wasn't because there was multiple times where where a couple of us had to make decisions that were definitely against our individual interests, and that's not the game. The game only there's only one winner. So typically, if you have an opportunity to move forward your individual interests, that's what you do. But um, a couple of us had opportunities to do that, and we and we chose not to, and uh, and so and and it was very meaningful. And I always say too, like because I didn't win, I came in fourth, um, but it was, I feel like my loss was probably much easier to bear than a lot of people on the show because we were able to accomplish something that felt like such a, you know, bigger than myself win. So that was uh, something I'm very appreciative and grateful for. It's interesting to hear you say that because at the time it's not how it seemed that you felt. (laughs) 
Uh, oh, yeah. You can tell Kev a little bit about this, but I'm sure that is in, you know, hindsight is 2020 that you feel really good about it. But uh, he was also part of one of the most controversial moments of the season because he was very upset to be let go forth. I how old were you at the you. time, okay. Kai? How old, how old were you at the time? Uh, I'm 30. I turned 30 in the house. Um, but that's actually funny because that also lends itself to like uh, a little bit of um, of my experience. So you mentioned me having autism diagnosis. I didn't get that until after Big Brother. So I'm 30 years old, uh, late diagnosis. And that came from Big Brother because you have 24 uh, seven live feeds on the show. For those of you who don't know, there's like cameras and in, in your mic, you're trapped in this house for the whole summer. And so it's essentially, you know, in three months of people observing you and all you can do is interact with each other. You, you can barely go outside. Um, you, there's no windows. So you're just in the house talking or by yourself. So people are watching you and people watch the show, you know, very intently. They watch live feeds. So afterwards I had family members as well as a bunch of strangers that reached out and were like, Hey, you remind me of like my brother or my cousin or my son or myself or whatever. Have you ever talked to any specialists about getting, uh, an autism diagnosis and it had never occurred to me. It never occurred to anyone in my family. Um, I, was, I was just different. And then, so I, I did get I had an ADHD diagnosis in college, but that, uh, but yeah, nothing else besides that. So then I ended up getting, uh, and part of it was part of my eviction, the exit, because I was talking in interviews and there, and that's, well, I'm asked often, it's like, oh, it looks like you're so upset, or you're goading him on or whatever to, to like fight and stuff. And like, that wasn't my experience at all. And in the moment, I literally, I even like laugh at one point and people are like, oh yeah, he's trying to incite him to like fight. And I was like, I was laughing because I was like, this is a weird experience. Like, why is he getting upset? Because in my head, I didn't even fully understand why he was getting upset. And then I watch it back and then I have a lot of conversations and then I have a much better grasp on, you know, how I was being disrespectful to him and we had conversation because like the cookout we're family now so it's like uh but we all had to talk through that yeah yeah all six of us yeah we have a group chat we talk every day um yeah. x actually sent me a really nice message uh because of the challenge um performance i just had so that was really cool but um but yeah but at the time it it was crazy to have to have and that's a lot of that was a highlight of a lot of how my life is gone my life is gone um humans tend to learn social behaviors through osmosis and osmosis is like uh, just by being around it, by experiencing it, you just kind of take it in. Um, a lot of people on the spectrum, uh, and particularly for myself, learn through trial and error. So it's very much like observing <laughs> uh, responses to things that I do and say, and then being like, oh, okay, wait, people don't like this. So like sometimes I've even literally taken notes like, all right, everyone seems to have an issue with this, or I remember I was in college and this girl was telling me about, and, and like, I would always watch like, I, and this was before I got diagnosed. I would just try and I was like, Oh, I want to learn how to interact with people. And I started watching Ted talks and videos about interacting with people and, uh, communication in general. Cause that was like my major and, or the part of the, the, uh, the over the umbrella of my major. And I was watching these videos and one was talking about apologies. And he said, 
When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. You know, you're not supposed to apologize for things that aren't your fault. And I was like, oh, okay, good to know. So I took that note down. And then I was talking to this girl and, and she was telling me about how her dad had passed away. And I was like, oh, I would normally say sorry, but I know you're not supposed to apologize for things that aren't your fault. And then I just continued the conversation. And then later on, like we became friends and she was like, yeah, that was really messed up. And he said, I was like, oh, what? That was weird. Okay, make that note. Like, and that's a lot of my reactions is like just learning through very consciously. And I didn't know how, how many things are subconscious for people that they, uh, all their interactions, all of the, even like when people talk about like gut feelings. So to give you an example, uh, this is, this, I didn't know was, was helpful for people to understand what it can be like for a lot of people on the spectrum is like gut feelings aren't a thing because 
I'm so, we're hyper, oftentimes we're hyper conscious. And so my, everyone on the spectrum is gonna have a different experience, but my experience is being hyper conscious of things that we take in. So a gut feeling isn't really like a magic feeling. Gut feeling is your body, your, your brain picking up on a lot of different things. Like whether it's uh, anything from pheromones to colors to sounds to tones, all those things. So, but humans just describe it as gut feeling. Me, I'm describing it as the literal thing that's happening. I'm like, oh, because this person is wearing a yellow shirt and they're doing this and they're saying this and all this other context, that's why I feel X. And so, yeah, it's, there's a lot so, to it. So the awareness, things, yeah. is, if you, I feel like the awareness, once it came on your radar, was the first thing to help you. But it seems like you've put practices into place that I've never heard of. I, I guess I've never gone this deep with people who are on the spectrum. Unfortunately, I think there's a stigma. Definitely. Right? And, and, for, and so people will say, oh, don't mind them. They're on the spectrum. Yes. And so then you <laughs> just say, okay, and that's it. They just, you just let them go about and do whatever. But what I think is interesting here is, um, is the fact that you leaned into it and um, I love the idea that you're taking notes and you're learning and working around it. I, 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 I th would you, is that good advice to give to someone else in your situation? I mean, I think learning more about oneself is probably good for everybody. But yeah, mm -hmm. especially, you know, they're, they're talking about anywhere from 2% to like 2.5% of the population being on the spectrum. And so there's a lot of people learning more about it. And, and it's going to vary. And the tricky part about it is that uh, because the spectrum is not like a line. Like they used to say like high functioning and low functioning, kind of like a spectrum, like a straight line, but it's much more complicated than that. It's more like the, the graph that I saw that I like is almost like a pie chart with eight different sections, eight to 10, depending on who it is and uh, different aspects, different characteristics. And each individual will have, you know, a, let's call it for numerical value, like one to a hundred in each of those eight sections. So everybody's, presentation and experience of being on the spectrum is going to be different and the uh but so understanding more about like how you operate is is significant um but the tricky the tricky thing in society is that certain individuals that we used to they used the old terms used to be like high functioning so like i'd be like someone more high functioning like people that can operate handle a lot of their life on their own um without assistance and so the better you are at that, the less, I don't want to call it excuses, but the less understanding maybe people have towards you when you do something differently. So when you do something different, they're just like, oh, um, and it's funny when you're around people like, you know, your my family got used to it. I remember even uh, Xavier after Big Brother, I remember he was just like, since we had spent so much time in that house together, he even... In, in explaining to, he was a very gracious, understanding person, explained like his family stuff, he's like, mm, he's different. Like, like I do, like he, even if not in the moment and later on, he's like, oh, I, I do know that he's different. And so, um, and that was just the explanation that was used a lot. Like even, I remember when I told my mom about the diagnosis, she was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like there wasn't like a surprise or anything. It was just like, she's like, yeah, I did go and talk to all of your teachers before school and tell them like, hey, he's different and just pay attention to this and this and this um, and not think anything of it. And, and that was the double-edged sword of like not getting diagnosed is that um, I, we didn't have an understanding of a lot of things and there's probably some negative be negative ways that we approach things 
but then also we didn't, uh, I learned a lot of, of adapting for things. I learned a lot, they call it masking. And uh, the downside is that masking is very exhausting, um, but- Masking is you are mask- yeah, you're masquerading mas to be someone else. I mean, More or less, yeah. Masking is yeah when you when you basically limit certain limit or uh, or you know do more of certain behaviors to um, present as you know quote unquote normal like neurotypical um, and so that is uh, it's everything it is is uh, if you ever had a situation where you're like oh, I feel kind of awkward in this situation. And like, don't be awkward. Like, you know, be be normal, um, or don't move my hands. What do I do with my hands? Or anything like that? It's kind of like that, but for everything. So it's just like uh, everything from you know eye contact to like fidgeting or, or or stim, which usually comes from stimming, which is like you know self soothing stimulation, um, and because that could be repetitive movements. It could be it could be extreme movements. And is that self soothing? It can be, yeah, but okay. then, but I, it's funny because one of my core like memories that I, I have incredibly loving support parents, um, but one of my core memories are, uh, uh, is the voice in my head of, of my parents saying, be still, because I would move a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I just learned how to stem, like I noticed in my, I didn't know until later on talking to doctors in my, sh in my shoes, basically, like instead of rocking back and forth, I like had that. <laughs> somewhat beat out of me and uh would just and it would rock my feet back and forth inside of my shoes um or uh find or like mess with like you know a watch strap or something like that some sort of specific uh repetitive movement that was harder to be observed because i kept getting in trouble for doing that um and but you've ended up <laughs> super successful so i do i do yeah but i do wonder if like okay i can't relate to this I will say for my life, I might have been a, a dreamer, ADD, yeah. just head in the clouds. So I came up in a time where you got a backhander for that. You know, <laughs> not, you're not paying attention. And I look back and, you know, I am now grateful in the respect exactly. because it it I it made me not just fall back on that where I, I knew other kids that were really brilliant and they got a pass because they were so brilliant. Oh, he's an artist. So they were just allowed to do whatever. And then they have just struggled the rest of their lives with um, success and uh, being able to be in society uh, and coexist with other people. So I just, I wonder, you know, maybe there was a balance with your parents oh, providing that, you know, being a little tough on you and not just giving, you know, giving into it. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. That's what, that's, I, I feel like it's weird because I'm, I'm so grateful for in so many ways from not knowing because, uh, it just forced us to find solutions. Like, um, you know, I was, I was fairly nonverbal until I was like five when I started school. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. And so, but my mom really was like, Hey, like we got to fix this. So then she started after school, like she would bring me with her to like, she was uh, very active in like community, a lot of community projects and chamber of commerce and lots of things. And so she would just bring me and force me to interact with people and continually do that. <laughs> and so then I did learn how to talk. And then I, so then it was funny because by, you know, uh, I remember in high school, like just being more comfortable talking to adults than like a lot of my peers um, and just from forcing uh, and, and like just uh, got really comfortable being uncomfortable 
And I think that we tend to, you know, give in to someone like, oh, they're, they're shy or they're uncomfortable or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And a lot of times people, parents and others for very loving reasons are like, okay, well, let's not make them do that. And I definitely think I benefited from, from having that similar pressure to, to do that. Um, and then also, and then as far as like gifts, like, uh, it is, uh, you know, I, I definitely don't, it's autism spectrum disorder because something becomes a disorder when it has a significant impact to your life. So like, that's like the difference between, uh, someone who gets anxious or gets sad and someone who has anxiety or has depression. It's like, you know, everyone pees, but if you pee 14 times a day or 47 times a day, then all of a sudden that's, there's there, that's when something's a disorder, something's going on. So uh the positive side though of having my brain take in so much information all the time and then also i'm fortunate uh because not everyone a lot of people on the spectrum have other uh have other mental situation i can't think of the term right now have like anxiety or adhd or something else um and i have adhd and that actually combination presents a lot of challenges but then also presents a lot of benefits because as a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great and making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you. My autistic brain processes, takes in a lot of information. So it takes in all the room, it takes in uh, all of the actions and words and movements and all these things in context outside of the situation. Um, and so I find myself in a lot of, but my ADHD brain is fast. So I can take in all the information and process. So I find myself in a lot of conversations where somebody asks something and I'll answer and then they'll say, well, that's not why I asked. And then 
we'll talk through the conversation for another 10 minutes yeah. and find our way to that answer. And then it's just like, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the AG brain and just it, can go yes. so fast. Yes. And so it's just like, <laughs> um, or, and then, so I think that the learn the also, uh, autistic brain taking things very literally is huge. So it's funny. I was, I was just with one of my friends and she was telling me about, Oh yeah, we were in this hotel room at New York. We went to this event in New York and this hotel room was so tiny. She, she was like, I walked into the door and then I like had to crouch down to get on the bed. And then I had to turn like this to get into the bathroom and then I do this. And she was like describing moving in, you know, like this room is four feet by four feet large and the beds vertical basically with the way she was describing it. And I was listening for like a solid minute before I was like, oh, you, you don't, you, you're, you're exaggerating about this. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa, I did. And, and like, it's it just, it's funny stuff like that. When you, when you are, when you are, you know, I feel like I'm a decently intelligent person, but I'll have situations like that where I just, you know, significantly misunderstand somebody because humans don't talk literally very, very often. <laughs> I have a, a few friends who are on the spectrum, and it's been interesting to hear when they got diagnosed, especially women getting diagnosed oh, yeah, later in life. Later. Um, oftentimes, what they feel is relief. Sometimes it's a little bit of fear, but a lot of relief. Oh, yeah. What came with your diagnosis for you? Oh, it is completely that, completely relief, because it was like, uh, I remember when the doctor even said she... The first doctor I talked to, she was like, uh, after you know multiple assessments and tests, I met with her. She's like, "Hey, congratulations!" And I had this whole panic attack, for lack of a better, like or a panicking spiral where I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's not this." So me feeling different, and thinking different, and experiencing the world different, it is some unknown reason, or I'm just broken, or whatever. And then, um, because you know, your brain can it works faster than words. So I went through that whole spiral, and then she's like, "Oh, we, uh, you know, I definitely would would uh, diagnose you as someone on the spectrum." And then she's like, "The reason I say congratulations," I was like, "Oh, you said congratulations." It threw me off, and she said, "The reason I said congratulations is because I want you from day one to have uh, to not view it as like like to be excited about learning more about yourself and how your brain operates." And that's, and that was, you know, something I'm super thankful for her wow. and having that approach. And yeah, so it was like full relief, like I said, to where even, even that situation with my mom, when she was like, oh, that makes sense, was like a relief of like, oh yeah, okay, now we have a words why this is happening. It's almost like, um, and it, it also helped with not looking at me as like, I am a uh, person who has, trouble functioning in the world as much as it is like, oh no, I'm just someone on the spectrum who has trouble f operating in a world that is designed for people not. And so it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not a normal person functioning wrong. I'm a neurotypical person functioning exactly as I should, exactly as my brain should. And so it was, uh, you know, a different operating system as opposed to a recognition of being on a different operating system, it, it's like if you were to read a manual for how to operate a Mac and you have a PC, you're going to be like, this, this Mac is broken. And rather than like, oh, wait, it's not broken. It's just a PC. And I've been looking at the wrong pamphlet. I love the doctor. Congratulations. Yeah. And then saying how exciting it is to learn more about yourself. 
I just think that applies to so many, all of us. Yeah. You, you, you know, you should be excited to learn more about you. I love it. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, and why why am I the way I am? It's a question all of us wonder, and you having answers to that is, is pretty beautiful. I am curious for people out there, what were some of the things people noticed about you on Big Brother that made them say, this might be something you want to look into? Um, I would say some of it was conversations. Like, they could see when... I didn't pick up on someone saying, on certain moments of sarcasm or certain moments of someone saying like, hey, no, everything is, uh, everything is okay here when, it, when it's not, uh, like someone walking away from a situation like that. Um, or, uh, sorry, the, yeah, taking, taking certain things in literally from conversations and walking away and then having that interpretation, they'd be like, oh, I understand why he understood it that way but because that's what they said, but that's not how, that's not what they felt in that moment. Um, and, uh, and then some stemming stuff, some sensory stuff too. So like they're one of the cat, one of the categories usually in the pie chart is sensory, um, certain sensory issues or not issues, certain sensory things. And, uh, so I, I'm very fortunate. I don't have light and sound sensitivity. Uh, but I have a lot of smell and taste sensitivities. So I always thought I was just like a super picky eater, but it'd be very random and certain tastes that I would just have incredibly, like I would find incredibly like repulsive. And it's just, um, even in the Big Brother house, uh, because it was COVID, they would sanitize all the food and all the groceries they'd bring us. And I would notice, I'm like, some of this tastes like soap or something and no one else noticed it and it just was because I had a hypersensitivity to whatever that soap taste was so then I started like smelling food before I'd eat it I'd smell like the packaging and I'd be like oh this has soap or whatever and I'd find the ones that didn't have soap and I'd separate them which resulted in a very funny like compilation video of me smelling things throughout the house um, <laughs> because I was there for like three months so if I did it once a day they have a lot of clips so <laughs> it's still a question I get asked today it's like why are you smelling everything it's like because it was, I didn't want to eat soap, all right? <laughs> but it just was, yeah. Um, so yeah, and the, the sensory stuff, the sarcasm and literal conversations, um, and then the, and then there was some stimming stuff too that was happening. And it's funny because I'm the second person that uh, that happened to. It happened to Ian, who did two seasons, um, and uh, he was the winner of season 14. And people noticed and had commented and led him to go check. And then in our season, we had... Uh, actually, uh, this girl, Brittany D'Angelo, who got diagnosed when she was, I think, two years old. And she uh, and her family, if somebody was like watching, was like, yeah, I saw and definitely noticed some things. But also just everyone's unique and everyone's different. And so um, it, and it is interesting, too, the experience that you like getting to talk to her. I can also see the pros and cons of getting that of growing up with that. Yeah. Diagnosis. So this, this is it's. The parallel of her knowing at two on and you not knowing. So yeah. What were the what were the, what were the differences? Um, I mean, I think she has a very uh, positive supportive family. So fortunately, they didn't really um, let it like hold her back in any way. I mean, she's she's a she's you know a TikTok dance star. She's a, like something degree black, like one of the highest rankings of black belt in karate. Like she's about to go get her next belt from Chuck Norris, I think, or something. Um, so she is, uh, but it was just a, she's a little, I think she's a little bit deeper in some of her 
um, uh, in some of like her hyper focus, some things that she hyper focuses on or special interests um, around like Disney and around uh, uh, and and probably around dance and probably around other things that she has um, because they were they her special interests were fostered in a way like special mm -hmm. interests is a big thing. Um, it That's is, a big thing on the spectrum. On the spectrum, it's things that you can become super hyper focused on and what happens is uh people will you know either classify as weird or the class and that could be anything from that's like where the the uh, stereotype of like you know they love trains or cars or something like that mm -hmm. um and sometimes it just gets dismissed as like a weird thing but what her parents did and what i think a lot of people who have become very self-sufficient um uh, autistic adults is they have someone connect it to the world for them. So they'll have somebody like, okay, this is your special interest is Disney. So let's talk in terms of Disney. Let's do a Disney podcast. For how, yeah, well, yeah, right, but, something, but even right. more than that, let's talk, yeah. let's use Disney examples to relate to why this interaction with your classmates. In teaching. Is, yeah, in teaching, in teaching how you interact with the world. Um, so I think that them having the, 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 ability to do that and uh, was you know was probably in in so many ways beneficial and then in uh, um and i i i don't know I mean, she's just such she's a very that's another thing is there's a correlation that i've observed and have heard talked about a little bit around like positivity and optimism um it's funny because i actually have these gary v shoes that say positivity and optimism on them everywhere and that's like i feel like how my brain is trained but you are a very positive <laughs> person kai you're a very bright light but that's because it's for me, it just makes sense. It's like if, you know, sometimes people say like, oh, I'm not, an, I'm not a pessimist, I'm a realist. And it's just like, well, like if you're a realist and you're taking in things as they are, then you would realize that most things are good because we watch the news and we say like, why well, are all the negative things in the news? It's like, well, because they're news because they're not the norm. Most buildings aren't on fire. Most houses, you know, aren't falling apart. Mm -hmm or most people aren't killing each other or whatever. That's why it's news and, and, because it's not normal. And furthermore, <laughs> news only makes money. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's, they make their money off of promoting as much fear and you know, all that's a whole other rabbit hole, but I love wh what you're saying. You're right. If you, <laughs> if, if you're real, if you're a realist, it's, Hey, I can walk. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, can yeah, see. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It absolutely serves you. Let's um let's take a break though. Okay, when we come back. I want to talk more about this. I want obviously we'll talk about uh Big Brother a little more and uh and we gotta talk challenge because <laughs> I think that's another epic moment he had uh that aired uh last week. Um but all that on more all that and more on uh Heel Squad with Maria Menunos. We'll be right back with Kylan Young. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment.
Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions.